What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Thirsty Thursday. And boy, let me tell you, it's been a hot skip and a scramble to put all this together. But somehow, some way, thanks to J Pink, Ryan, Ray, and our guest of honor, Mr. Noor, we were able to put it all together. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Now, uh, Ryan, Ray, gentlemen, first and foremost, uh, you know, we were, we were talking in the, in the, in the countdown there about everything that was, that was going on. Ryan, I heard, I heard you have been prepping for this since, uh, early afternoon today. Talking about RD or RK? RD. Oh, dude! <laughs> I am as I am as prepped as you can possibly be right now for this. All right, this is this is uh, uh listen, Matt. To uh, all right, I got to ask you a legitimate question, and this pertains mm-hmm. to the show. Have mm-hmm. you seen the movie Ghostbusters? Uh, parts. Don't don't tell me fucking fucking god. You cannot tell me parts. You because it's that. on TNT, you know, it comes on okay. TNT, you catch two segments of it, then it goes to commercial. Three years later, it's on again, you catch two segments. It's good enough for me. I, I caught the gist in the movie. There's the big fluffy marshmallow man. They're shooting ghosts with, with backpack sprayers and whatever else they got going on. What are they using? Flow zones? Is that what that is? Or are they using <laughs> yeah, Alibaba a, flow zones? I don't know what it is. A that, typhoon? A typhoon? What do you call it? I don't, I don't know. No, uh, yeah, they no, uh, they bought the they actually bought those off of Ron Henry when he was six years old. First thing he ever sold. <laughs> but regardless, um, it was if I said the, the word, club. nice book club. <laughs> if I told you the 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 phrase "crossing the streams," that's from that movie, right? So it says, "Don't uh, they say don't cross the streams?" Well, tonight I'm crossing the streams. I got one of my great friends. Ryan Nor, RK, as I refer to him on the podcast, and he refers to me as RD, so we don't get Ryan confused, right? Mm-hmm. And then I've got two of my other best friends here. This is weird for me. And so the only way that I could deal with that and in leading into it was uh, to drink copious amounts of alcohol this afternoon to get ready for it. So <laughs> of who? I'm here. Copious amounts of how much? Of Putin. Mm-hmm. I drank copious amounts of Putin. At a boy. At a boy. <laughs> that is when you are no holds barred. Um, when I think of crossing streams, I, I don't know what definition was bestowed upon us from uh, The Lion King or whatever movie you suggested there. But um, I personally think of when two gentlemen are standing next to one another in a trough style bathroom and uh, uh, oh, one, yeah. one, one tinkle meets another tinkle. And uh, <laughs> can we can we just that's all typically agree. how I refer to crossing streams? Can we Have you ever agree? peed in Neyland Stadium, Ryan? Uh, not in Neyland Stadium, but Ohio Stadium, the Horseshoe. Do y'all have do y'all have the big open troughs? We do to go TTN. Uh, okay, literally the most luxurious way to go. Number one, I mean, hands down, we could talk about any way that you could possibly do it. You know that right there to me is the lap of luxury. I am I wrong? Listen. I joke about this being a fraternity from time to time, but do you hear these topics of conversation? I mean, it is. It's, it is it's real talk. It's real talk. I mean, when you walk in there, okay, listen, now there might be people that legitimately get afraid, right? Because there's no like divider. 
like you're right there next to somebody right that and that could freak some people out i get it but is there any more free way to go in there drop your you know drop your stuff and go in there and take a leak i I don't know i went to an all boys high school and you know you you had to you had to you had to get past that pretty quickly right (laughs) Um, because there's something about going to an all boys high school that your pants get pulled down an incredible inordinate number of times in a given school year i'm like of all the things that are that could be done to prank me why do you have to pull my pants down every time doesn't make any sense but it continues to happen and so be it and i you know am able to pee in a trough style pp container as a result of it and, uh, and now, yeah, listen, listen, listen here, okay. you yeah, are now. Had your pants pulled down. That yeah. is weird because the thing that was done to <laughs> people is. in my town was grabbing their caned. underwear and yanking it up the wedgie. so hard. Oh, the wedgie. Yeah. 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 Did, you that, get yeah. Atomic? Did you go up over their head? No, no. But. <laughs> oh. Needless to say that for me, uh, that created a broken kneecap situation. Mm. All right. Don't All get right. behind well, me. Don't get behind say, me. Well, you know, I, I'm seeing if Ray, Ray gets Ray into a situation like that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was going to say, what, uh, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Ray is almost 50 years old, and he could kill a man, you know, with a toothpick now if he had to, because that's all he had back in the day, and he's learned. Right, and Matt can mm-hmm. walk into any truck stop on I forty at any time of the day. Just pull out, pull out, take a leak, and just say, "What's up? Going on? What's going on, fellers? How you doing? Yeah. You know, guys sometimes, in there. Sometimes it's easier to open the back door and stand in the nook and pee on the ground than it is to have to carouse your way and and deal with the with the public. Yeah, and you know, and and make your way to the bathroom. It's, yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna you know. Spill a little water right here. I got to pour out my Gatorade. Wink, 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 yeah. wink, wink. Ooh, oh, mm-hmm. wait. Listen, now, now, last thing I'll say on this topic before we get into the nuts and bolts of tonight. But, listen, as good and as fancy as all that is, I learned at a very young age how important it is to have a Gatorade bottle or a good piss cup in the car with you for a long road trip. That right there, <laughs> those are the kind of things. That's real talk. That's the kind of thing that we should be che- you know, teaching the youth of America right now. You know, everybody's all fired up about you know uh you know diversity critical race theory all this other stuff let's just talk about piss cups for a minute like let's just get into that <laughs> for a week or so in school and talk about the mechanics of it i think it'd be a good topic all right i digress listen i'm not sure that we have uh a a, a bigger guest on all year than this guy this guy is a motherfucking rock star it's like having Axl Rose on your pod on your shitty little podcast, Sailing. right? <laughs> if you seriously listen, <laughs> this guy could give Dennis DeYoung a run for his money. If we have to play the video, <laughs> yeah. I'll go. I will go find it. Actually, I will go find it. We'll fucking we're gonna play it tonight. No, here. you're not. No. Oh, I got you. I got you. There's nowhere to go, RK. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to hide. But anyway, listen, Actually, listen, listen. And, and 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 you have a and you have witnesses because both Matt and I saw it and heard it. <laughs> oh, literally blown yeah. away! Literally blown away. Now, <laughs> I, I, what, what this what I mean to say with all this is that, um, 
we all have we and this is dead serious we all have a very special relationship with rk in different ways right you know so you know matt i don't know where and, this is going and, rd no no seriously it's just a great it's a great <laughs> it's a great segue it's a great segue matt and rk work together you know in developing some of the stuff for Juan supply company ray and rk have just you know they'll jam till all hours of the night literally might be the most uh nightest of night owls that you'll ever meet now ray Ray gets the advantage of being Hawaii, and he's six hours behind right now. But hey, that's just built-in advantage of living in Honolulu. But uh, insomniac hour—that's what we call it. Insomniac, insomniac <laughs> hour. Yeah. The insomniacs help desk. I mean, yes. anybody on the Discord knows that the insomniacs it's help true. desk is. <laughs> and that's uh, when the, the real thing... questions get answered. Like all the other stuff that goes on throughout the rest of the day, it's fine. It's but when you're all... shipped to up in the yeah. middle of the night or you're like these two guys and you just stay up that late and you're there that's when the real questions get answered yeah that, you know, that, that, that's when up. that's when the real talk happens that's when the real mm-hmm. grass talk uh, goes down right <laughs> no for sure for sure and for um rk and myself i don't know it's been going on two years now that we've had our own little podcast thing and uh what's it called it's just the ryan or podcast it's where you find it on spot spot yep. it's Turfcast is what we call it but if you look for it on apple or spotify or anything else under the rhino podcast so look uh, everybody should head over there leave a five-star review hop on the apple 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 loves fat five-star reviews go give them a five-star review you can leave anything in the review box that you want you can comment on <laughs> May's haircut you can comment on Ryan Nor in leather pants, however you choose to go about it. But <laughs> what's not important is what you comment. What is important is that you leave a five-star review. So go do that. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, we all know him algorithm. in our own – oh, yes, algorithm. Our own special and separate way. So I'm excited to talk to him tonight. Excited to uh, share with you some of the stuff that I, I already know and talk about that and some of the stuff I don't know. And that we're going to get into. So I am going to let our fearless leader, Matt, lead it off. Because you know why? Matt, you're here. And we love when you're present. You know, sometimes you can't be. And that's okay. Because you know what? I can feel, we can feel you burning in our loins, even when you're not here. I think. Uh, my, <laughs> my, loins, my loin temperature right now is probably. Uh, <laughs> Give it to me. 186. Celsius, yeah, convert, I'll, I'll say 186 convert, Celsius. I'm beyond boiling right now. Can Water you convert has, that to Calvin? No, <laughs> no I can't. I'm not that good. I'm, I know, I know, I know what zero Kelvin is, and that is you can't you can't get any colder than that. That's like deep outer space temperature. Um, I was gonna say, Ryan, in, in uh, let me let me keep going with this. Ryan and I, we we typically have our most Deep interactions are going to be somewhere between the hours of midnight and 2 a.m. After a few uh, adult choice beverages, and we love the sad songs. Ryan and I both have a thing for the sad songs, and it, it comes in all forms. It comes in all musical styles. But if it's a sad song, typically we, we enjoy those things. And so we get really, really aggressively into the, into the, the dark corners of human emotion and uh and share those those types of music and i actually really appreciate that because uh there's not a lot of people that enjoy wallowing in their misery like i do 
And uh, but Ryan is is pretty good at it. And uh, and and so to to meet someone who's like minded and and capable of being able to function in that space and get up the next day and and carry on with their life and not you know subject you to weirdness after the fact because listen you have some dark conversations like that with people the next day it's kind of weird you know you're like oh god what did i what did i do yeah what what did we all talk about what did i say yeah yeah i get that (laughs) but but normally i've got new music in my inbox i've got a secret google drive link with something that ryan has worked on that i'm not ever supposed to share and then i blast it all over the internet and violate my trust circle and uh and it's it's always a good thing but what I actually wanted to take the time to do is uh, is let everybody know that right now and right now only that there is 50, 50 green ore SPs available right now. And for those of you that don't know, there has been a long wait on this because originally what we were going to do with this product was we were going to do an EDDHA chelate, right? And... There have been some pretty intense chemists behind the scenes that were working on this particular product to move into agriculture. Because for those of you that don't know, EDDHA has somewhat of a, uh, I wouldn't say a negative connotation, but it is referred to as a forever chemical. And in other parts of the world, it can be frowned upon uh, because of how long lasting it is and how strong of a chelator it is that it can chelate uh, other metals that you may not want chelated and ultimately make those plant available. And so we thought, well, you know, we know amino acids could be used to complex. Uh, could the peptides be used to actually chelate? And so uh, what we actually did was work with a team of people uh, to develop this for agriculture. And Instead of allowing it to be released to agriculture, uh, I played phone a friend and worked a, a, a really, really bizarre thing to make sure that all the inventory of it was secured so it could not be released to agriculture and is only <laughs> available to lawn supply company. So for those of you that are looking for a soluble iron product that would be available across all soil pHs, so this is going to be plant available all the way up to a pH of nine very easily. Um, I do not see here yet, but I did send your brother and I'll share these a little bit later where we were testing this all the way up to a pH of 11.92 for 24 hours and we're able to maintain solubility. Uh, I think, I think, uh, Ray has seen that. And so yes, I ha- right now I have. during this show, there are 50 available in 50 alone. And after that, 48, whoa, 48, There's only 48. we will Ooh. see. We will see about what the time frame will be to be uh, to, to restock it. But for those of you that enjoy a product like Feature, now we have an alternative to it. And there's going to be a two for one that will offer a, um, a, a faster like response, more similar to ferrous sulfate because you're dealing with a much smaller molecule than EDDHA iron. And, um, and you know, we're, and of course, it also has the, the biostimulant built into it as well, too, because that's used as the chelating agent. So, Ryan. <laughs> has been asking me when we were going to be able to do this. And I told I him tell to the shut story? the F up. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I called Matt. We've go been ahead. waiting for this for, for quite a while. I called him probably a week or two ago, and I said, you know, where are we at with this thing? I need the labels. I want to put it on the site. You know, what, what are we going to do? I don't want to – I know you're a busy guy, so I don't want to make you crazy. But at the same time, I need to get this out here, like, around the beginning of April. And he's like, well, let me tell you, Ryan. Uh, I've been doing some things behind your back that I haven't been telling you about. But don't worry. 
going to be okay. And I'm not going to tell you what that is. I said, Matt, you know, I don't like surprises. I, that is, I don't like that statement whatsoever. And so that's how it went. And I guess apparently now this just came to be and he didn't tell me about this. Ryan had no idea I was going to do this. And that's what made the fun of it, of course. Uh, and so I've been on the phone with your wife and your brother trying to get all this situated. So um, please don't be mad at Kelsey, but it was all for the for the goodness. Feel free to be mad at your brother, by the way. He uh, he tied one on last night. And so I was a little worried about what was going to happen today. But uh, no, he he kept his head in the game and it all came to fruition. And so, but I cannot stress enough that this is years in the work of making this a reality. And uh, it has cost an unbelievable amount of money to put the research into this to, to make it a reality. And, uh, and so it is. And I think it's pretty damn cool that it was confiscated from agriculture and able to be brought to uh, not even lawn care, but to Ryan Orr with Lawn Supply Company first and foremost. So uh, cheers, everybody. Show your support for Ryan and all he does and uh, head over to uh, his website. Check it out. It's at a, as fair of a price as we could possibly do it, um, because, again, this technology does not exist. This is the absolute first product to be out there like it. And uh, and so, yeah, there it is. Your brother just commented and said we don't mess around in Tennessee. You know what? <laughs> your brother is a Tennessee boy now. How does that make you feel, Brian? I know he is. He definitely is. He's he's never coming back. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> who who would? Who? After, you know the way the weather's been going right now. Time. I have I have no idea why I live here. I'll tell you that. And you're in, in your your build your building there. You're digging deeper. Ryan, I know, I know, I know. It's uh, that's definitely gonna keep me here, right? So, a for at least nine months of the year, you know. Yeah, that's so. that's true. Read. Mm. This is what this is what we need to do. We need to talk to Ryan and Kelsey and figure out a way. And, you know, maybe maybe get them on on the the better half of the United States for you know three months out of the year at least. Yeah. We'll talk about it. I agree. We'll about it. Shut up, Demay. If you're going to say Ohio is the better half of the United States, we're, we're going to have major problems. <laughs> he doesn't live in Ohio. He lives in Canada. I know. Yeah. There's no difference between the two. You might as well be in Ottawa. You come live with me for a month and you tell me how much Ohio sucks. I'll, I'll convert your ass. Remember, I'll show you in four weeks how, how badly you should understand that we won the war. Okay. I mean, that was spicy. <laughs> I love, I love people that are commenting and saying, uh, Ohio is 31 cool. and stuck 31 Thanks, and Kyle, stuck. Kyle, uh, that's incredible. You guys Thank are crazy. You, uh, we, we were crazy in, uh, and, and, and listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my hardest uh, QVC pitch right now. When I say this material is fine, you have no idea how fine this is. This instantaneously goes into solution. Um, so it, pretty much 100% of this is going to pass through uh, uh, 50 mesh. 25. 100 is going to go through 50 mesh, 100%. Um, there is probably... Uh, 90% of it that would pass through a 200 mesh. So ultra, ultra fine, instantaneously goes into solution. You really do not even need to agitate it. 
um, and it's it's one and done. Uh, ultra low use rate, one to two ounces per thousand, has the exact same uh, type of response as ferrous sulfate, um, and uh, so super fast uh, color response from the plant. Um, yeah, check it out. There's just a few left. There we go. There's my there's my hard QVC pitch. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for all your work, and the surprise was worth it. So good. Um. All right, now let's uh let's let's get into the show. I think I think we got all that over with. Uh, boys, what are we talking about tonight? Stuff. Well, I do have uh <laughs> I do have a new soil test, so we could go over that. <gasps> yes. Ooh. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> right here. Look at this. Jay, think you want right to show here. maybe first the either the just the handful of soil that I have out there or that little video. It doesn't matter which one, but um, this is at the new place, pretty close to. So the this right here, soil test wise, I took off of the plots that I'm doing. So I thought that would be something that you would be interested in. Also, fairly different from my soil at home. Actually, Very different. Very different. Yeah. Extremely different. Uh, okay. You know what? Already just looking at it and then looking at the, the soil test results. My goodness, you have hit gold. I knew yeah. Ray was going to say that. <laughs> you have hit gold because uh, I do not get to see soil like that. Okay. Uh, Jping, like can you take this soil test and send it in our uh, 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 Discord chat so I can blow that up with a little bit of clarity? You're the man. You're the man. You're oh, the yeah. Person. I'm sending you garbage. Uh, I'm sending you garbage video because of all the internet issues. No, you're good. You're good. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. And, and this is this is a Malik 3 test. Am, am I right? It is. Mm-hmm. Talk, 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 to me, talk to me about this test. I've never seen this crap before. What are we looking okay, at? Okay, so... This is a company called RX Soil, and they have a test kit that's available that does the waypoint testing. So same thing that I've been using for years and what I wanted to keep using and just found this to be a slightly easier way for a lot of people. Not that the waypoint thing is really difficult. It's just you got to go to their website, print out the forms, fill them out, do all that. And I know... That's not difficult, but for some people, they're just like, eh, it's too much work. I don't really want to do that. So this is a way to have everything ready for you, the bag in there, prepaid to send it back in the mail, and essentially then you get this nice little printout like you're going to see here with the results. Gives you some recommendations, and hopefully in the future, once we have enough of a product line that fills things out and fills in the gaps, I'd like to be able to mesh that with the lawn supply thing and have some of those recommendations come into that section of that. But for now, this at least gives you a nice graph of how everything looks. It's easier to follow, I think. And, and yeah, I, I've liked it so far. What's, what's interesting to me about it is the fact that it is Malik three. So it's in line with at least the uh, overwhelming majority of the research we have in turf grass, right? So I would say, um, and I'm, I'm willing to fight with anybody about this, that at least the most comprehensive method of fertility that we have in, 
pro turf, uh, lawn care turf, you name it, would be uh, the research conducted by Mike Woods and Pace Turf with MLSN. And, um, you know, because you just, you do not see research that comprehensive con- conducted right now, right? And, uh, and so they have kind of pioneered the way, and that was all based upon um, the, the um, I, I guess the, the, the single factor there would be, would be the Malik 3 test, right? So as they established their minimum levels of sustainable nutrition, so um, those would be the, the levels that said, you know, as you approach this, the more likely you are to see a positive result from applying the nutrients that are at these levels, right? So it's not necessarily something that you want to maintain your turf at these levels, but they're, they're giving you credence and warning that as you fall closer to those levels, you're more likely to run into issues related to agron- agronomy that are fertility related, right? And, uh, and so, you know, from from a, a research perspective, knowing that that is the most comprehensive fertility research that we have available right now, in, in my opinion, and again, this is totally my opinion, I feel like that if if we are to make the most educated decisions uh, uh, possible while out in the field, why not use a Malik 3 soil test to uh, 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 fact check or co-sign your bullshit over deciding whether or not you need to apply a nutrient to uh, to your turf grass, right? So, you know, people pull a soil test and they start thinking to themselves, oh, well, you know, I looked at the bar chart and the bar chart says I'm low in this or I'm good in that. So uh, because on my graph, it shows I'm low, therefore I need to apply it. Well, you know, with MLSN, what that gives us is it gives us actual sets of values that we can then look at and make the determination over whether or not that's actually applicable to apply, right? Like we know with MLSN, you know, 35 parts per million is... Uh, would be considered the deficiency point in potassium. But if you look at the research too, we also see that uh, signs of deficiency began showing somewhere around 50 parts per million in some instances in their, in their meta-analysis, right? So, you know, here we see we're at 62. 62 is pretty damn close to 50, so it makes sense to include potassium in that type of application, right? Uh, we're at 30 on phosphorus. MLSN is at 21. Uh, so, you know, for establishment, it makes sense to probably include a little bit of phosphorus in that type of scenario. If we already had established turf there, then we can point at uh, uh, Travis Shattuck's work with uh, with phosphorus. And who else did that? Doug sold that, I believe, was also uh, doing yep. low P work. Yes. You know, And if it's already there yeah. and established and cool season grass, maybe we can let it run even lower than 30 and we don't have to worry about applying it, right? We can run it down to the single digits before we're starting to elicit uh, deficiency symptoms. So, you know, it, you 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 put this in front of us. It's it's uh, it's Malik three. Then therefore, we can at least point to it and the values that are presented here and give honest recommendations on it because that is has the greatest data set that we can look at as managers that scientists can look at as far as uh, uh, the people that compile uh, com- compile and 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 make these recommendations based off research and you know hopefully. Um, you know, give the, the best advice possible. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, rambling. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I, I blacked out. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Grandma? Can someone help me? Bueller? No. Well, right. what I really liked about, uh, what I really liked about these guys was when I had a, a meeting with them, they're very open as well to this, as far as development, you know, different ideas, the, the ways that they may do the software. It sounds like a couple of them are IT nerds and we know how that goes with lawn care. So 
you know, they were completely like, this is still in phases where if we need to adjust something or you think this may be better one way or the other, then, you know, we can talk about all that stuff. And and I thought that was kind of cool for just going forward with what I want to do with it, um, that there's some development stuff that can be done there. And that's cool. And you don't see a lot of that right now. Ryan, I'll ask you, you in these days, you definitely pull a hell of a lot more soil tests than I do. Um, how many labs are you seeing out there making recommendations based off MLSN guidelines? <laughs> None. Right? None. Because I, it, it's, uh, you know, for them, and here's, here's where the pushback is, right? So, like, the, they're not doing it because if you ask them, they would say that, well, we, we can't verify that. And then when you ask them, okay, well, can you verify the – uh, your uh, suggested level of uh, nutrients first, like, you know, your slan level for, you know, potassium or for phosphorus. And they're like, well, we have a range that we can. And it's like, okay, well, what's your range based on? Have you, you know, ground tested that? Have you calibrated that test? Have you like, and it just, you know, goes sideways really quick. Bottom line is this, is that, um, you know, as far as, testing labs and what they're able to do. I think this, this test and others like it. So, you know, the labs like waypoint like spectrum and like uh, Brookside are ahead of the game in that they recognize that just getting the values and getting them to you correctly for your soil is the most important thing right now. We don't really know or don't have a good grasp yet of where those values need to go other than, what Michael Woods and Larry uh, Larry Stoll have done with MLSN. That's truly the only push that we've made to find, you know, really discover what can turf grass do and how much of these nutrients do we actually need rather than just, you know, correlating them from crop data or forage crops or things like that. I I personally think that that you know the advances that we'll see in this realm and that we'll need to see especially with the fertilizer market given where it's at and where it's probably headed, uh, you know, it, it's, I think it's likely to turn around quickly. So we're going to have to pivot towards what do we actually need, right? And how do we deliver that in the most efficient way possible? So I think that, uh, you know, our friend uh, Mr. Noor here is positioned very well with the lineup that he's so uh, eloquently thought of and conceived and done and everything like that. And yeah, if you want to say that this is buy my shit, Absolutely, because the shit that works, roll for it. It's simple shit. That's the thing, guys. Like, there ain't no, there's no tricks. There's nothing to hide behind. This is just shit that works, and I have no problem with shit that works. So, if you want to call me a shill, or you want to call anybody else here on the show the shill, please do. We we'd be happy to. Yep. Uh, what, shill what, right here. Phrase? I'll, How can we I'll co-sign that bullshit? I will gladly invite uh, anybody on the show to express their grievances with myself or RD or, or Ray by, by, by all means. I gladly <laughs> welcome you on. And uh, I'm a big boy. Trust me. I've been talked down to a lot over my life. Well, typically talked up to because normally it's short people that yell at me the loudest, but, um, <laughs> but it's okay. I, I can handle it and I'm perfectly okay with that. Speaking of buying shit. <laughs> We're already through the first 50, and we're uh, rolling through the next 50 here because thanks to 
JB. John Bo- John yeah. Borden doing the Lord's work tonight somewhere in Tennessee. We don't want to know where. It could be at a Shell station for all we know. But he's doing this. <laughs> he is packaging another 50 bags or 50 boxes, I should say. So we are back up. We've sold through the first 50 and we're back up to uh, uh, the next 50 that we're selling. We're, we're, we're three deep into that. So no doubt in my mind that those will be gone prior to the end of the show. But I digress. Uh, all right. So this soil test. When, when I was going to leave today, I had to, I had to leave to, to get back to do this, right? JB was like, I'm going to run to the gas station, get a few Miller lights and, uh, I'll catch up with y'all tomorrow. And, uh, so he's going to, he's going to, he's going to sleep on those bags. He's going to sleep on, (laughs) on those bags of soluble tonight. Just use one as a pillow. It's actually, it's not in the instructions, but you can use one for a pillow. (laughs) You you quite literally can use this as a pillow. I'm I'm not going to lie. When you feel it, you know. And it's funny, Ryan, there's actually people in the stream tonight that have already received this. And uh, uh, Cam, Elevated Lawnscapes, has some. Uh, I think I think Ben B kept running his mouth, so he ended up getting some that showed up in his doorstep somehow, some way. And uh, it, it was it was funny. Leading leading up to the show tonight, um, any any orders that were coming through Lawn Supply Company and I, I, that I, I recognized, I was like, hey, I'm just going to throw this in there. What the hell? Why not? It was mm. fun. You can't. Okay. Have yeah, people have been uh, people have been asking me about it, and I'm like, I don't know. You're gonna have to ask Matt. I I, I told someone that yesterday. I was like, you're gonna have to ask Matt because I have no idea what's going on. So <laughs> that's what we all do. When we when we don't know things. I mean, when I don't know things in my life in general, I just ask Matt, and he tells me the answer. <laughs> he tells me, listen, you are a worthless, weak son of a bitch. You don't know how to grow grass anyway, but yet you're out here doing this professional and you know he'll he'll talk me through it you know he'll he'll convince me that i'm a piece of shit and then turn around and build me right back up and it's great rk has a different way of doing it he won't do it that way matt so it's like you know i'm alpha to omega here tonight i've got you know i've got one you know one person who's you know totally supportive and then i've got you who's you know the goggins approach the david goggins approach where you know we coach each other hard back and forth all right we digress so this soil test to me like here's the thing when i saw this test sent over i was like okay rk whose soil test did you or whose soil did you kidnap to get to this result because this is not <laughs> this is not iowa soil at all like it, it so here here we find that uh you know rk in his infinite wisdom has bought 40 acres on a honey hole of wonderful soil in I mean, Ray, what do you do with this? this? There ain't a whole lot to do. This no, is the most boring a for a guy for a guy who sells fertilizer. This is the most boring soil like, that you uh, can have. I know. I was like, I, don't, yeah, I can't I mean, even use is, anything. Actually, <laughs> I mean, he's got the easiest soil to grow almost anything other than blueberries. Really, I mean, you can grow <laughs> anything besides blueberries on this soil. Well, honest for real he had he had designs on doing that and you, now that you've dashed all those hopes i don't know what we're going to talk about for the next hour i really don't it's no <laughs> wonder that uh it's no wonder that the blackberries have taken over everything yeah the black yeah, you yeah, can have well, good blackberries out there yeah well well blackberries are kind of uh an indicator plant as well because if the soil ph were over seven 
no blackberries either. I mean, I start to look at plants, yeah, and what was growing because I was kind of paying attention. You know, when you were posting your other videos about the uh, vegetation that was growing volunteer on your plot, you know, on mm-hmm. your piece of land, I was I was paying like close attention and I noticed, hmm, blackberries. Yeah, that means something. That definitely means something, okay? That means that you have very good, almost neutral soil. I mean, you're right. We don't have anything to talk about because now I don't have to talk to you about an acid injection system for your irrigation. <laughs> okay, I don't need to talk yet. to you about that. Hey, listen, listen. Let's not let's not just rule something out off the cuff, Ray. I mean, we're not sparing any expense at the at the uh, North Family Turf Farms. Like we're not. Jay Pink and I were already talking about that. I think our Mm -hmm. list right now is somewhere in the two million ish range. I mean, but we'll we'll get there. We'll work. We'll work through it. We'll get there. So I think this is the the encouraging thing. Is this is that. if you look at the soil, I, I think the good news is is you don't necessarily have to worry about nutrient issues. I think there's so much more. And if you listen to RK and I on the turf cast, you'll you know we talk about this is that you know there is so much uh, efficacy work and you know uh, applied research that you can do out there on the farm. It'll be nice not to have to necessarily worry about fertility, right? That that can just sort of be what it is, and you've got a good mm-hmm. growing medium, and you can just go out there and say, hey. Here's herbicide A, here's herbicide B. Here we are spraying it on, you know, a monostand of ryegrass. Here we are spraying it on a mixture of Kentucky bluegrass and ryegrass. What happens when we do that? To home right? 31. Uh, listen, the, we, <laughs> will get, we will get into the Bermuda grass research that's going to take place in Iowa. And my, listen, I will say this is that uh, I I enjoy people that are naysayers and people that are doubters. That's something about uh, this group in particular that I think we all enjoy that. So my uh, my goal overall, and I'll say this FTP. publicly, that's right, FTP is you know after the first winter. So this will be uh, next year, twenty twenty three. You know, maybe uh, Father's Day, July fourth, or something like that is when we have the crew out from uh, Iowa State Turf. We have Adam Toms out. We have Nick Christians out. And we show them and say, hey, here's Bermuda grass in Iowa. And it's a year old. It's sitting here. It went through all, you know, went through the winter, survived. It's doing great. And those are great guys. They're wonderful people. They're great turf grass scientists. And they just haven't been able to do it at their research center. So we're going to do it at our case place because... That's going to be the new epicenter of uh, turf re- turfgrass research in Iowa. Mark yeah. it down right now. I think that they probably could, too. They, I don't know that they necessarily tried that hard to stop winter kill. I think they wanted to see sort of naturally what was going to happen, but mm-hmm. yeah. We will, too, and I bet you we'll win. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Just wait. It's worth trying. Right, so DeMay is on another level excited about this. Look at him. <laughs> I do. Oh yeah, yes. It's, it's 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 gonna happen. Like I'm gonna, I'll speak it into existence or make it happen. So okay, all <laughs> right. So lay out for everybody who doesn't, you know, doesn't follow your channel, everything like that. You you have a quarter acre or so of the finest turf grass in Iowa, but you thought, you know what? 
That's not enough. That's simply not enough. I need that times like 400. And so you bought 40 acres or more out there in the sticks. So lay it out for everybody. What is this in uh, a minute or so? What is your vision for buying this big property from a turf grass perspective? I understand like new homestead, all that kind of stuff. And that's important, but let's just talk about turf grass and what it means for you. Yeah. Well, I think my wife just told someone the other day, she was like, I knew it was getting to a point where we were going to have to do something when there's three or four types of bluegrass in one little section on the side of our house. And people are like, why are you planting so many different grass types? And so that was really the whole goal was to be able to go out here and anything that I think of, I'm pretty much just like, yeah, I have the space for that. Let's do it. Um, I just didn't want to be limited anymore to what I was doing in town. And not that it's been a problem by any means, but it just does get more difficult to have so many different things going on. And I also want to test some, you know, we were talking on our last podcast about maybe some non-traditional things that are coming mm-hmm. down, coming down the pipe here. Um, you know, some of the more natural areas, some micro clover, some all different kinds of things mm-hmm. that just if I'm just randomly doing it in town, it's just not really going to have the look I want. So that's, that's basically the plan. And I have enough space to do whatever, whatever I want. Look at this guy. Right. Hang on. Let me, let me interrupt you real quick. That's, oh. that's the turf grass side of this. Can you, can you talk to me about the non turf grass side of the homestead idea? Because that, that's where my head is. You talking about like non grass stuff or like garden yeah, stuff or yeah, what? Yeah, or just you know like all the other. You say the, stuff. the the big motivating factor was to, to not be limited by land anymore. What 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 else goes along with that? Is it is it do you want to do you want to grow more food for consumption? Um, you know, what, I guess some some non turf grass related things of of why yeah. you chose to to move to the country. Yeah. Well, my wife is, she's now a master gardener, finished that certification last fall. And so her side of that was really also to be able to do some things out there that she's wanted to do that just aren't capable of happening in town in terms of having an orchard or what we stumbled upon out there was acres and acres and acres of blackberries. And so now she's kind of thinking, what can I do with these? Do I want to go into some sort of production of them or not? I mean, we'll kind of see what happens, but that part of it has been exciting as well, just to have a blank slate of whatever our ideas are in terms of even non-turf stuff going forward. It's going to be enough space to work on all of that and, and have fun with it. And then this whole soil thing, finding out what was out there and, and having a good soil to start with has just been a, a bonus the you know so yeah matt's how matt's gonna see this video (laughs) so this was last week they were out there looking for a pipe Uh uh-huh and that's a lot of resistance the guy the guy was just like oh i'm never really i don't know why i can just go through this soil so easily i was like well because it's my fucking soil that's why (laughs) i bought that soil it's already about three feet into the ground there that they started as well. So pretty crazy. How, yeah. so how far outside of, of a, a, a major town are you? Um, probably about half an hour. Okay. Okay. So, but, but so you, you're definitely moving into the country. Um, 
and I'm going to ask a personal question because that's what I do. Do you mm -hmm. feel like, how do I say this without being so direct? I don't think there's a way to, do you feel like you get more satisfaction out of, I'll just phrase it like this, out of just life in general being closer, more isolated. I'll, I'll say it like this, more isolated <laughs> with nature. Do you, yeah. do you, do you, yeah, I do too. Yeah. You know me. I, I mean, really you know me pretty well that. that I, I'm, uh, I'm definitely a, an introverted person and I like being out by myself. And so that's been great for me to do what I do for a living now anyway, which is me just talking to myself in a camera, looking at grass, you know, that that's perfect for me, but moving out even away from any distractions and where we decided to move to, we didn't know at the time when we bought it, but we quickly found out that there's really not much commotion going on out there, even neighbor wise. We've got neighbors probably a quarter of a mile, but they don't seem to be doing too much most of the time or anything like so. You never know, but um, yeah, that's that's just for me. It, it's been very nice on that side as well. Very fulfilling for me to get back to just being away from all the distractions. So it's it's you know, potential fruit production with the blackberries, it's turf grass production and research with, with your, your set of land. Um, talk to me a little bit more about what Kelsey wants to do. Cause I know she, she likes to grow all kinds of different plants, not just blackberries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, she has a 10 by 20 garden at home, I believe somewhere around there. And the last couple of years she's produced over 400 jars of, of canned goods out of it. So, I mean, she knows exactly how to grow with what she's working with as well. So, I mean, the sky is the limit there as much as she really would want to do. The berry thing is going to be, I don't know, we have a couple ideas on that of maybe some local cideries or things like that where we could get some of those berries into uh, another production so that they could be used for something instead of just you know, trying to make jams out of them or, or whatever she wants to do, but maybe something like that. There's a couple of good cideries around here too, that always like to mix in different flavors and things. So that'd be a, an avenue that we might look at. Do you feel like the idea of potentially going to being um, uh, completely food independent is on the cards? We actually were talking about that today with some of the things, you know, talk of things going on even here in our country. I don't know how much people know or don't know or have been alarmed or not alarmed, but it seems like there definitely will be some kind of shortages going forward. I don't know what that's going to mean for people, but Kelsey was at the grocery store today and she's like, you know, there's already certain things that I just don't see on the shelf anymore. And they haven't been there okay. for a while. I don't know if they're, yeah. Right. That's, that's exactly like the kind of stuff that we've been talking about on the burn-in returns where... The foodstuffs made out of commodities may become affected. I mean, I'm, and my first taste of that, of course, was COVID. You know, that was my first taste of it. And I've kind of readjusted how I live because in another time, I was one of those people that thought, ah, I'll just go pick it up on my way home. Now mm -hmm. it's a different story where, I want 30 days worth of food sitting in the pantry at all times. Yeah. Well, especially and for, for you, you Ray, it, because of 
being on the island my, too. I mean, that's even scarier. Well, for you too. I mean, and I, I, I feel like it's uh, you're in a good place knowing that Kelsey puts up food the old-fashioned way, and you have just you know jars and jars of things you know stocked away. Like, uh, does Kelsey can a lot of tomatoes, for example? Yep. Okay. Yep. I mean, because that's something uh, that, uh, for example, for me, I have. A lot of cans of tomatoes hanging around in the house at all times. I mean, you know my habits, so can't yep, do without yep. that. But you have the advantage of uh, beautiful Kelsey, you know, canning it up uh, at the end of summer, and uh, it's just there. I mean, that is just great. And of course, blackberry mm-hmm. jam. Uh, you, you know, she does a lot of beans, uh, apples, applesauce, and all canned that apple. Stuff. Yep. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, homemade yep. applesauce. Uh, yeah, that that's just uh, all good for you. And uh, mm-hmm. now all you need is some chickens, some sheep. Yep. Well, I was, and, I was just that about was my to next say, question. So, and some, yeah, and it, some it, pigs. it's a Midwest <laughs> thing. A yeah, very I mean, Midwest I, I, thing, anyway. But uh, we've been getting local. We've been getting beef from a local friend of ours for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been mm-hmm. one thing that we always do. But we started moving into my uh, nephew started doing chickens a couple seasons ago. So he's been raising some chickens, and yeah, that's awesome. something that we've been focusing on too. Is our own making sure. And obviously, I have a lot of deer out there. So if I had to actually uh, shoot one, I could probably do that. <laughs> Maybe. Ryan, you can Maybe, do it. Maybe, I mean, but 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 we're not. We're <laughs> listen, Ryan. Oh my God, Ryan! You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna bow hunt. We're gonna bow hunt the deer on your property. Listen, I hang on, hang on, Demay. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> there is there is something electrifying about bow hunting that you do not get by hunting with a rifle, because you have to get so close, right? And so you have to position yourself in such a way to allow the animal to come close to you to meet it halfway, right? Or you're on your hands and knees stalking the damn thing over a, over a long, over over a large area, right? And man, let me tell you, it never fails. At one point, if you catch the wind just right, oftentimes a deer will sneak up on you, and it is the scariest damn thing in the entire world. My son and I were out bow hunting one time, and we were hiding in these hops that that were growing and they the hops had been planted we're kind of sitting in the middle of it because they got these these big tall uh trellises and stuff that are standing up and so it kind of provided us natural protection and i mean within eight feet this four doe came up on my left side and i heard rustling in the leaves and i looked over there and it made eye contact with me as i made eye contact with it and i jumped sky fucking high scared the shit out of me of course scared the hell out of the doe they took off alerted everybody else they made one hell of a noise i made one hell of a noise my son was actually asleep on my feet at the time it woke him up and he started laughing because i was screaming and then i started laughing and the deer were long gone but it was exhilarating to you know to to be stalking you know trying to trying to hunt an animal like that. i don't i don't know ryan i think we need to do that this winter <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, sorry, uh, Bambi is also good with uh, peppercorns, <laughs> garlic, and rosemary. <laughs> Forgive me. I mean, I, that, that, that's, I'm just telling it like it is. <laughs> I'm yeah. just telling it like it is. 
you got to do what you got to do. I mean, hey, I want to see, uh, I, I want to see somebody go out there and you know noodle a deer. You know, just with his bare hands, take it. And... <laughs> Matt might try if there was someone who he would might. try to do that. I, I can see uh, that's a Tennessee thing. Noodle noodling in general is a Tennessee thing. So why not noodle a live four legged animal? I, I you know. Matt, you ever, it in the you ever killed hold. a deer? Yeah, you ever killed a deer with your bare hands? Bare hand. No, never done that. We need a, uh, we'll need like a, a wrestling referee there to, you know, count out one, two, three. All right, I do the stone cold stunner to a deer. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I, people watching this are just like, what the fuck are these guys on right now? That's. that's I, cool. I, uh, <laughs> All right, let's. So, let's, let's they all yeah, know. <laughs> they do. Yeah, Sorry, they Ryan. Do. We could sit. We could literally sit here all night and talk about whatever <laughs> bullshit. But all right, so talking turf, right? Show oh, yeah. uh, JPEG. Show that picture of the plots because I think that was. Yeah, I thought this was a really cool thing coming yeah. out of the gate. You know, not a, You know, there's there's so much to do. But yet you have the foresight to go out there and plant these. So uh, talk us through what are we looking at here on the screen, kind of from top left, working around. So essentially, I wanted to start out with, obviously, the grass seeds that I have in my own lineup so that, you know, it hasn't been easy for me to have everything in my yard of each of those kinds just because a lot of the yard was already previously there. So a lot of people want to know specifically if I get this, what is it going to look like? or or somewhat what would it look like. So right away, I thought that's a good way to start. It was late in the year last year. It started quite a bit later than I really would have, mm, probably late September or so. so. But we had a good October, and I got those all pretty much grown in. And then I just have a couple of larger plots around those of same thing. One is fescue, one is rye. And then now my plan is start making some more plots on that side there that you see open open ground yet and just start going to town on whatever ideas that i have no shortage of those either i think uh no that's that's the other thing too is that uh you know so matt and ray the thing i was talking to you know rk about on the last podcast was like the fact that you know what you don't see a lot of times where these guys or gals on the tubes will be like, oh, I sprayed this and I got this result. Like, well, did you do a check plot? No. Uh, do you have anything control-wise to compare it against? No. Are you sure no, it worked? I mean. No. <laughs> so there's a lot. Uh, I think there's so much opportunity out here, and especially isolating down by different grass types and mixtures and what, you know, and just what you're offering is – I think the, those are all, you know, the kinds of things you're going to find anywhere else. Yeah, they're elite cultivars, and they're better than, you know, something off the shelf at a big box. But it's still the whole premise of, hey, uh, here is my high-end bluegrass lawn, or here is my bullshit contractor mix lawn, and I want to, again, spray for broadleaf weeds. Well, let's try a few things here. Let's try just a basic yep. three-way, and then let's try a couple different mixes where we might put, oh, hey, you know, uh, tenacity, quinclorac, and something else in a mix, right? And see what happens, right? How much, or, you know, how much uh, tenacity and quinclorac do we need 
to scorch some ryegrass. Doesn't mean it's going to, you know, die, but are we going to, you know, turn it white with the tenacity? Are we going to have, you know, issues, right? Synergistic issues where it's going to stunt ryegrass or tall fescue. Those are all things that, you know, while the label can say, hey, you, you should be careful for this. I mean, warning labels are there to protect people so they don't get sued, right? Uh, what, what you uh, don't correction see is what? Is they're, they're to protect. They're to protect the manufacturer from getting sued. That's <laughs> yeah. what a warning label is for. Not the, but not the, uh, <laughs> but, but the naked guy that tries to pay Matt with a check inside of his house is still going to call him up and say, "Hey, man, you torched my lawn, man. What'd you do? You can come <laughs> over here and make it right, though." <laughs> he, he never did call back to me. He never did call back that that guy. At least. He called me. He says he loves I'm you. Plant- He's afraid to talk to you. He's <laughs> afraid to talk. I'm to also you. planting. Uh, I'm also planting some wonderful Kentucky 31, which we talked about on the last yes! show. Well, I can't, that. dude. When he told me it this has, at uh, first, I was like, has... "You got to be fucking kidding me!" And then I thought, you know what? It's actually not a bad idea. It has. Uh, what it is has it, like nine one percent nine pounds of weed seed in out of fifty in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That is phenomenal. What but that's what Some I got it might even be, like, that is. It might even be cannabis. Some of it might even be cannabis. We're not sure. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible so, if Nor ended up in jail for being some sort of illegal <laughs> cannabis grower? And he's like, seriously, I've I've got this at Home Depot. He's yeah, like, he he bought yeah, right, the so, uh yeah right. Kentucky 31 variety pineapple express. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> the only yeah, neighbors and, that we and, do have, have been driving by every once in a while. And they, with a couple of them stopped the other day and they're like, can you explain to me what you're doing out here? I just, I'm curious, you know, it's like a look of like, uh, I grow grass and they're like, like a lawn. I'm like, well, yeah. But, and so they're, they're still confused. I have to explain it, but they don't See get that, it anyway. So that guy down the road's fucking weird, man. <laughs> that's not your accent you're on the list you're on the list it could be it could be listen just because you know rk's brother they maybe they traded right so like somebody from tennessee had to move over to <laughs> iowa and minnesota right to counteract <laughs> rk's brother moving there right it was like a it was a trade right State of Tennessee was more, like, all right. Your, your brother, your brother is sounding more Tennessee when you talk to him. Have you noticed? Every time I talk to him on the phone, he says y'all all the time. I'm like, what is wrong? When I talked to him on the I was like, man, he also lived in Texas for a like year, so that was yeah. a problem. Yeah, a problem. That was like yeah. that was the lubrication he needed to slide right into Tennessee <laughs> real well. <laughs> he does y'all. fit in there. He he likes it. He does. I like it there. I do. Uh, place to visit. It's a good place to yeah. visit. When, 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 RD when is like, that? yeah, temporarily. Temporarily. <laughs> these guys, these, these damn Canadians, I tell you what. <laughs> so, okay. So on the, uh, on the grass front here. So, you know, we've got different species out there and everything like that, but. How else are you going to, what other type of situations are you going to try and create out there? I mean, it really is in when you, from when you first conceived it and we first started talking about it till now, and it's like really starting to take shape. This is almost like a living lab, right? Like it is truly 
trying to simulate turf conditions in a variety of different settings in one place. And so I guess in that sense, like what other things are you trying to create? What other trying to, what other kind of scenarios are you trying to create so that you can test stuff, try stuff out? I know the, like the one thing we talked about on our last cast, uh, gentlemen was, you know, I, I thought this was a really cool video that RK put out was, Hey, some a-hole from the utility company came in, dug up my lawn. Now I got to fix it. Right. That's a real thing. Like that happens all over the country all the time. So I thought it was, you know, sort of prescient to put a video out like that. But now RK can be his own utility company. He can take the old uh, track loader out there and be like, you know what? I'm going to dig a big fucking hole right here. And then we're going to fill it in and see what kind of grass grows in there. I don't know. Let's do it in like <laughs> yeah. uh, July. Let's just see what happens. Right. So mm-hmm. what other kind of scenarios and situations are you going to try to create? Like, what are some of those real life things, questions, things like that that have come in over the years that you're like, huh, maybe that's an idea for, you know, uh, something to mess around with or do a video on or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's a couple already that I've done. So one video that I put out this spring was taking half of the larger plots. So fescue, half of the rye, doing prodiamine on one half of those and not on the other one. So obviously this was a farm field before that. And then on the plots themselves, the smaller plots, so far I've gone with the the idea sort of that RD and I talk about on our show a couple of times before is if you just planted something, especially late in the fall, maybe you don't want to put pre-emergent on it right away in the next spring, especially right now. I can't, I wouldn't even attempt it on the bluegrass. The bluegrass is not ready for action um, at this point. But mm. so I've just been doing a couple of things like that, where I have the question as what's going to happen if I don't do this or what happens if I put it on half full rate, mm-hmm. what happens if I do a split app, all those things that people just ask questions about that I can just say now, let's just find out. I mean, I'll, again, it's not going to be the world's, you know, full scientific test of it by any means, but at least I can see it with my own eyes visually and show people what's going on in my situation. And I feel like from a, a content management perspective, you know, you know, thinking about, you know, what, what you do and, and ultimately this has become, you know, your, your career, right? From a content management perspective, having that real-time feedback day in and day out and the flexibility to do these different types of things. You know, I think about it from uh, the, the the lawn care perspective, right? Like a lot of times if I wanted to see a result of what I did, I had to put in a service call to go follow up on a property uh, or sometimes I would have to wait till they circle through in my route again. And it may be 30 days before I can go follow up and see what exactly took place, right? It, it it provides you so much more leverage and uh, a, a, a ability to track these things and create new data sets um, and, and ultimately be able to use that to make adjustments on the fly, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. what you watch, what happens this year, you know, you encounter it three years from now in a specific type of scenario. So you say you're working with someone else and who knows where this might lead you, where one day you may be volunteering on one of these golf courses that you go visit, you know, is working part of the ground screw leading up to a big tournament or something. And, you know, you spot something, you recognize what's going on and you might be able to put together a, a, a plan or a course of action or whatever to be corrective or preventative or whatever yep. the case may be, you know. That well, and I love the part of it. Fucking exciting. The I love the part of it too that it's work to do all the documentation of everything. But even myself, I'll go back sometimes to a video from a couple of years ago and just if I can't remember exactly what happened or what something looked like at a certain time of year, I have mm-hmm. everything now documented. So the same thing mm-hmm. is going to happen with this is where 
if someone has a question, I not only can give them an answer and say, this is what happened to me and this was the scenario that I tested that, but here it is for you to visually watch. If you would like to do that, you can. If you don't believe me, whatever the case is, it's like, here it is. So that's exciting to me because now I just have so many more scenarios of content, things that I can look back on and learn from, but also that I think will give other people an idea of not just doing the test, but seeing it visually. And okay, so here is here's the real deal too for me is this is that we I'm not sure what the right word is here, gentlemen. Chastise? Yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. The folks that say that I know how to manage turf because I take care of my own lawn. And I'm not saying that you mm -hmm. don't know how to manage turf. You know how to manage your turf. But I think the hallmark of a professional is being able to go into a variety of situations, regardless of the circumstances, right? And say, okay, I can grow turf here, here, there, over here, over there, whatever. Doesn't matter. And I think that's, that is a true delineator in this space, right? Of, uh, I'll say it. I think this is what RK is trying to do is trying to create for a guy who doesn't like to be uncomfortable. Let's be honest, trying to create <laughs> some level of uncomfortableness in his turf growing. That's truly, I, I, I mean, that's exactly like the vibe that I get from all this. Whenever I talk to him about it is that this guy is not trying to do something that is easy. Like it'd be easy to just go out there and plant a whole bunch of tall fescue and mow it and call it good. But yeah, instead, I, yeah. yeah, instead here he is literally trying to break shit. And I love that. I love that about, you know, him and this project and everything else. And so it's, it's so good to see it coming to fruition. So let me ask you this. Is there any, and you and I talk about this a little bit on our, on our cast, but like, uh, is there any sense of loss that knowing that like, this could be the last season with the the lawn at your current house? Like, are you having some, any like anticipatory grief over that? Or are you at peace with this now? Um, that's my neighbor's yard actually, but, uh, <laughs> oh, that is, sorry. That, that, they, they were right next to each other when I tried to click on it. There's a reason why I have that in there though. I can explain that J Pink, but this Good. is finally, I told Matt this a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago. I was like, they have not updated our Google earth in like 10 years on my street. So my yard looked the exact crappy way that it did when I moved in. And I finally, this is the updated photo. I'm like, yes. It's like, well, that must have been a good time of year. I'm like, no, that's July, actually. So <laughs> I, I am pretty proud of the way that, like you said, RD, a lot of people have said, you can't do this or you can't do that, specifically with ryegrass, and it won't survive. And, and I've done a lot of work to get it to a point where I feel pretty comfortable with it. Not that there's not problems, but you know, I, I feel pretty comfortable with how to manage it um, here. But yes, have I been thinking about that? Probably not so much, actually, about what I'm really? actually leaving and what I'm moving to. I don't know. I've just I've been so caught up in everything going salad, on that I probably. What about that salad bar next to you at the neighbor's house with the Jeep in the driveway? Are you going to yeah. miss that? That's, a dust right that's no. exactly what that is, that's exactly what he's not going to miss is no. he's not going to miss uh, that kind of uh, how shall I say? Uh, colorful neighbors okay he's not gonna miss that <laughs> uh I mean, brian is that is that a, is that a cj jeep is that a cj5 i think so i'm not a jeep person so i don't know for sure but you wouldn't understand yeah man. 
if he if if it's if it's a CJ five, he'll get all the passes in the world. But if it's not, then that guy if it's if it says Wrangler on the back of it, that guy can go to hell. I'll tell you right. Well, now. the interesting <laughs> thing about this year too is that both of my neighbors on both sides, so that house right there, and then the one right next to me on that side yard, it, they both moved. So there's brand new people in there this year. I have no idea how the lawn is going to go or not go. But I had one of my neighbors already who told me, she was like, how do you get your yard to be so green already? I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, that's a long road. How long of a conversation do you want to have? <laughs> so, how much time do you have here, lady? Yeah. She's like, well, I, I know those aren't the kind of long video. conversations you like either. I don't mind them because I will talk so long that eventually they're walking away from me and I'm trying to stop them and be like, no, no. I'm not done talking. Wait, but wait, until I there's not, more. We're not done. We're yeah. not finished yet. <laughs> we're not finished yet. Well, I'm going to make sure it, by it the end of this conversation, to... you never talk to me again. Sorry, Ray. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it it comes down to this whole concept that I I always hold, where if you gotta ask, uh you really shouldn't ask. I mean, if you gotta ask, you really shouldn't ask. I mean, that's. <laughs> that's the position that well, I keep and this right, is, right. This is like a first time homeowner, to be honest, and they they mm-hmm. just really don't even know what they're in for yet. And and I would like to help the person because it would be nicer for me if the yard next door looked better. Just honestly, everybody on YouTube has given me so much shit about this for so long. Like, how come you don't help these people? I'm like, it's not my property. I can't do anything about it. So mm-hmm. you know, now and b- if they want help, I would gladly it- help them, but. And besides that, uh, your previous neighbors, uh, from what you told me, they weren't the type of people that even asked for help anyway. No. I mean, that's, no. that's, that's, that's the unfortunate thing. So it's like you kind of just did your own thing and uh, tried not to let their salad bar uh, come into your, your lawn. And that was as good as, as best you could do. So I get yeah. it. Okay. I get it. Yep. I get it. Because uh, you know what? I have my own pisser offer right now. My next door neighbor's entire lawn right now is all blue stem. Oh, man. Matt. No, Matt. It's all blue stem. What? I mean, that's that <sighs> calls for the uh, uh, absolute rinse, recycle, and repeat of following the ground and getting rid of it. I mean, that's, that's garbage. Well, I mean, well, for me, here's the thing is that the easy way out of this is I just monument and MSM that, uh, that blue stem a couple of times. Is is that pretty effective on blue stem? I've never run that yes. tank combination. On yes. Blue stem. Yes, okay. it is. Yes, it is. And because he's got common Bermuda, and no trees in the lawn. I can crank the MSM all the way up to an ounce. <laughs> that is wow. uh, no effing around type of approach there. Jay uh, Pink, can you we... uh, go ahead? Can go you ahead. show that? I just before we're talking about neighbors, there. Can you show that other neighbor's yard? Someone in the comments, I think, said that I helped one of my other neighbors, and I just want to show with that. Yeah, so. My neighbor, Will, good friend of mine, he actually got really into this and wanted my help. And so I said, sure, let's let's go for it. So we did a full renovation, planted elite, 
cultivars in there, he went crazy about learning how to take care of everything. And so this is actually uh, every two to three weeks equalizer on this. And that is bluegrass, ryegrass. And then, of course, he's got the striping kit and everything. So looks really great. And I was very proud to, to help him and see how much he got into it. And now he actually moved, but he's got brand new sod. And I was just over there the other day helping him look at that. So yeah, anybody who wants help, no problem. But some people, obviously, that's not always going to be the case. And they, some people just don't care about lawns. And I don't have a problem with that either. Just I get yelled at a lot on YouTube about that. So you're a terrible person. That's all I can not, say. Not everybody wants to enter the never-ending wormhole, you know, because whether you do this for two years or you do it for 20 years, you learn something new every day, right? And that is either the allure of it or the disenchantment with it that there's no end in sight. Uh, you never have learned it all. You've never mastered it. It's always something new every day. A new, a new trial comes out, new research comes out, new theory to test, whatever the case may be. The scientific method is alive and well in the turf grass industry and even the lawn care industry or even the DIY industry. And, uh, and it's there for the, for the, for the taking. Um, uh, let's get this uh, out of the way. Ray, Steve Klein gave $50 to ask you a question Gosh. about oh my God. perennial ryegrass, Kentucky bluegrass that he planted last fall in southeast Michigan. Soil temperatures are 45 degrees. Please give recommendations on your approach to weed kill. Uh, soil test is rocking good. See, I normally don't interrupt the shows to do this, but first off, I got to say, please don't do that. Um, it's overly <laughs> kind and, and absolutely unnecessary. You can submit it in a mailbag and, and we'll get to it. it and it, and it's, it doesn't cost you anything. So, um, yeah. I, it, I, and Steve, I don't know how long you listen, but normally, normally what I say in these types of scenarios is I'm going to pour a 55 gallon drum, a whoop ass on your head for doing that. But I don't know how long you've been here and you may actually believe me when I say it. Because uh, we have a lot of fresh faces in here, dude, Ryan. So I don't know if you're a fresh face, and I don't want to offend you by saying that, but I will whoop your ass up and down the sidewalk if you continue to do that bullshit. You understand? What what, what would your answer to that be, uh, Ray? Okay. Well, is uh, since this is a new lawn, uh, I'd say let's skip the pre-emergent this this spring, but hammer down on any weeds that uh, come up in spring with you know i like triclopyr and quinclorac i mean that's going to be my standard answer for a kentucky bluegrass and rye lawn you know in the spring or in late fall i mean that's just uh it's safe and it totally works i mean that's just uh and also uh, you know, speaking to what you said about how the Kentucky bluegrass you planted late last, you know, after summer last year didn't really look too, uh, you know, vibrant yet this spring. I don't think you should do any kind of pre-emergent this this spring. I really don't. I think you should kind of. And it's it's southeast Michigan. How bad is the weed pressure? How bad is crabgrass yeah. pressure in southeast Michigan to begin with? Sean, go to hell. Go, go, go fuck yourself. How about that? Okay. I'm just going to put that out there, dick. 
dick. Don't you have better shit to worry about? Aren't you supposed to be trying to save us right now from global catastrophe? I knew that was going to happen. You know, I knew he was around on, on YouTube. Uh, Jay Pink's being a sea sucker. Oh, oh my God. Jay Pink, go fuck yourself. <laughs> is unbelievable. Uh, but oh his comment God. was actually all worthwhile. Uh, <laughs> that, did you, did you, did you catch that, Nor? No. Yeah. Oh, he did, said, what would it cost lushy, to have lushy, Nor clo- go fuck close yourself. this out with some live guitar? Too. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. Stop. Shout out to Sean Smith. Hey, can we get, listen, I, I, I'll i say this right now, and he might be listening if he is good, but can somebody... Can somebody contribute the the actual amount, the actual dollar figure for a Lansy rake uh, as a uh, a super chat so we can send uh, George a refund? Can we send? Can we do that for Princess Cut? Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, that's uh, shout that out. Would, that would to be Princess a... Cut in the chat. I love you, dude. I do. <laughs> the yeah. <laughs> Demay just doesn't get care. He he yeah. is the the quintessential epitome of making whoever the hell he wants to feel uncomfortable. Uh, Sean again <laughs> is continuing to sling yeah. his wee wee around here. Uh, focus focus on rockets. Send something into space for me. Get get out get out of the get out of the fucking chat there. All right, uh, listen, 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 listen. Let's uh, let's go back. To, let's go back to turf. So, okay. The Bermuda thing. I want to talk about that because everybody's excited about this. This is happening. Like it's happening. It's not. It's not a question of (laughs) if we're doing it. Like so. uh, Very soon. I don't want to say when, but very soon, I am taking a trip out to Iowa to do the initial (laughs) uh, consulting visit here for Nor Family Turf Farms, and we're gonna lay this some bitch out, and we're gonna be ready to go. So. The question is, you know, I think really, uh, well, two questions. Number one, you know, how big uh, of an area do we start with? And number two would be which cultivar or cultivars, plural, do we start with? And my hope (laughs) is that we can get at least one vegetative variety and one seeded variety out there in plots and try them out and see what happens. Okay. Yeah, Um, I think that should that should be definitely doable. I mean, there's plenty of room to do it. We just as we talked about on our last show, I think I have to be somewhat thinking about how I'm going to not have this invade everything else. So that's really what I'm thinking about. Uh, Oh, it's Ryan. Okay, let's go ahead. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Ryan. Ryan, how would you feel about having a moat around? (laughs) Your Bermuda plot. Okay. I told RD, oh, I was like, maybe I should do a rock bed, like a, a huge rock bed no, around everything. No, and... no, you need a moat. You need a moat. Okay? <laughs> you need an actual moat. I mean, and the, I, the reason why I was think, thinking about a moat is, uh, you know, I actually like uh, a lot of these movies where there's, you know, castles and knights and whatever. And, one of the lines of defense for the castle is the moat. And by the way, moats 
you think, oh, what? It's just water? Yeah. In medieval times, no. The moat is where they emptied their chamber pot. No, listen, like, uh, I, I remember seeing, like, the diagrams. It, I had this, yeah, this where, like, you would shit and it would fall out there. And it would, and it would go down there. And then, and in the case of the moat around the Bermuda, I would fill that son bitch up with straight fusillade. <laughs> okay. He's gonna have a fucking, I mean, he's gonna have a fucking pond liner in there and he's just gonna go out there with, oh, God. Just vats, and, yeah, just, vats and, and vats of, Sureguard SC. Fusilli. Like, just or, 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 dumped in. <laughs> Fusilli. No, yeah, ten- just, uh, just a tanker full of Fusilli. Just empty the valve. Just pour it right down there. Because... I, I, I will say this. I could totally, you know, out of all the people on this on this chat, RK is up there. Mm-hmm. But I would say Matt. You know, I wish we could, this was a burn and return topic because I could totally see Matt having a, you know, hitting the lottery and having a pad somewhere that has a moat with the drawbridge around it. Matt seems like a drawbridge kind of guy. RK kind of seems like a drawbridge kind of guy. Like I do have you a good have bridge. Lay the drawbridge down to get into the property. If I you may not have a drawbridge. I would I, I would have a canoe that, and you had to risk your life <laughs> to enter my property. It was like maybe two like, holes you had in a canoe and you got to you got to fucking get it if you're going to make you it. You got to caulk the wagon and ford the fucking river and your oxen might die. Like that kind of shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, dysentery! Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, uh, yeah. No, I, mean, I legit just, have a uh, have a good bridge. It's uh, everybody that comes out there. The first thing they do is stop right at the road and say, "Is this okay to go over? It doesn't look very safe." I'm like, yeah, it's good. So I had an eighteen wheeler over it. It's all good. Yeah, that's what you know. They have they have all those things in Oregon Trail, like. Uh, you know, you could be a doctor, you can be like a school teacher or something like that. But they don't have for RK, and this is why he's so offended doesn't play the game anymore, but grass growing motherfucking YouTube all star. They didn't have that as an occupation, so he no longer plays the game. It's just it's he he won't do it out of spite. So Oregon Trail, if you want Ryan Orr to play your game, change that. Okay? Just you know, work on that. Yeah. Let's talk to the developers. I don't know why not. <laughs> I'm also so the other thing that I want. To... The other thing, RD, that I want to do that we haven't even talked about is the oh, golf fuck. course part. <gasps> so the golf course part. What? That's the, listen. I said this. I said this in our last. I, I we weren't on, we weren't talking online. We weren't recording with this at this point. But I said that when I come out, I want to lay out, and I think it's okay to tease this once it's all you know fleshed out. But I think the golf course part is a twenty three twenty four project. I think there's so mm-hmm. much to do. There's so much to do. Like you're going to spend, oh yeah, yeah, legitimately the next right now, ten but, years yeah. building this out. In, you're going to be uh, getting, so, t- talk to me about this. Are you thinking like par three, nine hole? What what do you where where's your head at on this? Talk to me. Well, so I really like the fried eggs golf thing on YouTube with the whole Holy pond yeah. and then like the one green setup. So that's initially what I wanted to do, but where we're building didn't end up being exactly where I thought it was going to be. So now there's a big, probably two acre open. Actually, J Pink, I think I have a satellite view in there of kind of the uh, field area. Yeah. So 
if you look really closely there where that patch of trees is on the far south side, I'm thinking about putting a green on the north side of that. And then there would be enough room for tee boxes like up and down that field area at various distances. And then that's also closer to my irrigation source and all of that stuff. So yeah, we'll see how that goes, <laughs> but that's my idea. I I think so. I, I'm, th I'm picturing, I got to see the property, but I'm picturing like three or four greens and then like eight, nine tees crisscrossing through there. There's actually, I saw a, a golf course designer tweeted out a picture the other day where somebody had like an acre and a half and they literally built, I think it was four greens and 10 tees in this space. And they had nine holes they could play from and an alternate. It was pretty cool. So mm -hmm. I think that would be fun as hell. Holy shit. I'm about to ban Sean. People. I'm going to ban Sean, ban Lushy, ban Dan, ban Jay Pink. Everybody's going to get banned. Jesse, go fuck yourself. You'll get banned too. Oh, look. Wait. This is for the live music. This is for the live music. <laughs> oh, I can get behind that. Yeah, Jesse's just Jesse's just paying us that sponsorship and uh, retainer money back. I mean, that's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> Someday when we get pinched and we got to go to court, he's gonna be like, "Listen, remember that ninety nine dollars I gave you as a donation? <laughs> I need that back. <laughs> you want me to show up that arraignment, Matt? Fuck you! I need that ninety nine dollars back. <laughs> so, all right, all right, all right, okay. Um. Here's my, again, a couple of my questions Hell here. Yeah. Jesus, these people. The, uh, <laughs> drugs. the they're all on when drugs. are we gonna, uh, is this gonna, is this gonna legit happen? Can we get Ryan or Bentgrass on the, on the, uh, the golf course? Can that happen? Probably. Ooh. Yes. I wouldn't see why not. Why, why Ben? Why not go? Why? Let's do some, let's do some Dwarf Zoysia. Ear muffs, right? Ear muffs. No, we could. We could do. You could do some Z fifty two mode down. I, yeah, so, and 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 the, and the whole reason that would be why cool. I, the the sections, sections is, of the golf course. You know, you think about the nuance between various cultivars, right? Like Z fifty two is light years easier than like El Toro or even Palisade, right? It's just it's, mm -hmm. it's light years easier than Palisade. I think that would be fun to take a challenging Zoysia and a very easy Zoysia like Z52 and, you know, get, get one of these weird ones like Xeon or Palisade or uh, I wouldn't even do El Toro. I mean, that to me, that's sinister. I wouldn't subject myself to that. But, you know, get them out there and play around with that, too, because, you know, you've seen Zoysia down in Georgia and it's a it's a different feel. Um, mm -hmm. It's a it's slightly different aesthetic, but I love the feel of Zoysia when you walk across it, you know, and it. You can't, you, in my opinion, you just can't help but fall in love with it. Now, it sucks pushing a spreader through it. Uh, it sucks getting a mower through it. But that feel as you walk across it, as you hit a golf ball off of it, is unmistakable. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't know, because the bent thing is like a, you know, it's just a, a like a golf course thing that you always hope to do is like have a really cool bent green. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> I, like, I like the Here, idea of However. Chat. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's here's the thing, uh, is that with Zoisha, I can see the merit of that because 
you then need to decide, for example, when do you want your green to be playable and usable in the fall and the spring or in the summer? Okay, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's what you got to think about because there is something to what Matt is saying because in Iowa, the, for example... Emerald zoysia mowed down to a tenth of an inch <laughs> would handle an Iowa summer no big deal. However, yeah. flip side to that is it will only be green from June, July, August, and maybe the first half of September, and then it's gone. That's mm-hmm. the only flip side to having zoysia in Iowa. However, uh what I would give to have Zoisha be dormant eight months of the year. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> this is true. Okay. That's the I ultimate STFU. That. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the ultimate STFU. I mean, no PGR is required, right? No PGR is required because I'm about to put my lawns on STFU, you know, this month. It's going down. <laughs> Brian, talk to me, uh, Nor, talk to me about, as far as um, uh, growth regulators, I, I know you play around with T-Nex and stuff. Do you have plans to venture into the world of a new or any uh, uh, combining of uh, active ingredients there to try and really get weird on the level of suppression you're undergoing? Yeah, I would think so. I would think I'm going to probably venture into whatever is necessary in order for me to handle all this stuff too. That's, that's one of the things right now, obviously that's why we're not doing this project. Like RD is absolutely correct. I do not have time for all of that this season by any means, but hopefully once I'm out there and we're moved in and everything, then I can get crazy on some other stuff. It'll be time. <laughs> I love the idea that, that people were floating out on the chat of a different grass and every green. So hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> This dude, this listen. I am gonna make it my life's mission of making this like the fucking nation's turf playground. I said this. Listen, Ray and Matt. Hell I yeah. said this on our turf cast with mm-hmm. RK. I, you know how when you drive down the freeway and you see that neon sign for the strip club and it says "girls, girls, girls." I want <laughs> RK to have the same thing. I just want it to say turf, <laughs> turf, turf, and neon lights. And everybody's like. Everybody that's passing through from Tennessee on their way to Disneyland is going to be like, "Dagum, we got to go to that turf place, man. It's going to be great." <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember like go- during the grand openings they would have the big light out there that you could see from like six miles away, bouncing yeah. off the clouds Spotlights. and stuff? Yes. Yeah, you got to get one out there too. You know, flashing uh, around, spinning listen, in circles and stuff. We'll do. Already has laser everything show. going in. He's got like lighting going in out there, so yes. you can play at night. Everything. It's seriously. It's gonna be like it, it is. It's gonna be like, uh, you know, you go do a drop of acid, and then the laser light show comes on. It'll be like you're at fucking Epcot, and you're high as fuck. All right, so hear me out. You ever been on a bent grass green on acid? <laughs> Just like some ninth green at nine shit. That's yeah. that's Happy Gilmore. You don't know that, Matt. You don't watch movies. For now, all right, so, <laughs> gotcha, bitch. All right, so, 
I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking. We get uh, a bent grass green. That's easy. No problem. We got that covered. We get a POA green, and we will get the sod shipped in uh, from Colin Boyd sod, which is over just across the border from where I grew up uh, on the Ohio PA border. And they get irrification plugs from Oakmont, which is probably some of the best uh, POA greens in the country, probably the world. And they get irrification plugs and they grow a nursery green and they sell that sod out. So we will get sod shipped in there from there. So we have Oakmont Poa sod. And then we'll do a fine fescue green. And then finally, we're going to do a Tahoma 31 green because you can mow that down to an eighth of an inch. And it's actually very playable. A couple of golf courses in Arkansas that are doing that right now. So four greens, four different grasses. We're going to make it happen. And it's going to be amazing. Dead serious. We're going to make this happen. Actually, you need a fifth green. You do need a fifth. <laughs> we can do a fifth. We can do Zoysia. We can do Zoysia like we're in Japan yeah. because Ray, they, Ray, they will have that. Seriously, in Japan, it's very I know, common I know to about, have two greens right next to that. each other. One is bent, yeah. and then right next to it is a Zoysia green that they play out in the summertime. Yeah. And Absolutely. You know what? And, and just because Ryan's in Iowa, yeah. I would have no hesitations about him doing like an emerald zoysia green i mean yeah, just i agree just because i mean just because an emerald zoysia green but okay here's the, here's the here's the thing that green needs to be surrounded by a pilot smoke just saying okay <laughs> just saying <laughs> somewhere somewhere the basf rap just jizzed when he heard that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and somebody Ray, said, can we talk to you about an early order program uh, yeah. <laughs> Ray, legit let me let me ask you a question can yes sir. what about using a copper plate as a divider okay what copper copper doesn't do Shoot much copper. metallic copper yeah a sheet of copper doesn't do much to Wicked deter shit. growth of grass it doesn't do very much so it's only going to be like decoration you'd still have to edge on both sides of it to keep the grasses separated uh my idea of a divider would be this material that i've worked with quite a bit called bio barrier hmm. and that? you know what bio barrier bio barrier is this geotextile type material that is impregnated with trifluralin. And it's normally it's normally used to protect utility structures, pipes, uh, sidewalks, and swimming pools. And the way I, the way you use this is you trench it in around what you need to either contain or else keep out. And because that is a geotextile impregnated with this root killer. It just stays there, and I've seen it stop humongous trees. Like we have so, some. I so, knew, and I brought up the copper thing because I knew a. Uh, I had a. I had a customer in Augusta that hated his neighbor, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and to say f u and separate their two properties, he planted a row of bamboo, but he was yep. containing it with copper. Um, uh-huh. To, to to and the statement was, and I can't even remember how much money he spent on 
huge ass sheets of copper. But I mean, it was an extreme amount of money. This is how much he hated his neighbor. And, uh, and according to him, the copper would stop the, uh, uh, the shoots from moving outside of that trench. You know, he had copper on either bullshit. side, right? So bullshit, bullshit doesn't, but doesn't work. Doesn't work because metallic copper is not very soluble in the soil even. So, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the thing yeah. is, is that it wouldn't necessarily act how you think. On the other hand, if I wanted to keep bamboo in its place, uh, Geo Ripper followed by an install of that 18-inch biobarrier material. That's how I do it. Yeah. So, you know, like because, so. because, again, I've used that material to protect, for example, irrigation valve boxes. I just, I think we're just surround gonna... the surround the yeah. valve box with with bio barrier. You know, that's I think we're just gonna go out there with concrete curb. Curb it mm-hmm. off. <laughs> curb and separate. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, talk talk to me about um building building your place out there. Are you the general contractor and you're gonna sub out individual things to people? Or are you gonna attempt to, to do any of it yourself? What What's what's that look so like? What's have, the timeline on it look like? Okay. Um we have another actually I met another YouTuber around here about 15 minutes from where I live right now a couple years ago and I don't really remember exactly how that happened but I helped him put in a lawn out at his place out in the country is about 2 acres something like that and he's a post frame builder that's what he does for a living now so that's who's going to be doing the initial part of the structure we're going to be filming everything, doing the whole nine yards, like, you know, following everything like that. And then uh, we're hopefully going to get it to about drywall or so as far as the interior. And then we will probably finish the rest of it. Like, you know, just do the painting, do all the trim work, do whatever needs to be done after that. And we just had our trusses delivered last week. We are waiting on... We had to order windows a while ago, but they're not going to be here until May, June-ish. And he mm-hmm. doesn't want to start too much of the structure part until we have those so he can put those in and then get the metal on and not have to tear anything off to put it back together. So Is it going to be hopefully, wood or steel? It will be wood. 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 Yeah. So wood. My, my parents are building one in Navarre Beach right now. And... Uh, and where they were, it was easier for them and about the same price to get steel as it was to, to get wood. And this is, you know, back mm-hmm. when they bought it. And, uh, and so, and he, my dad is an engineer and being that close to the coast, his number, there, there are people in this world that are averse to risk. And then there are people in this world that embrace risk. I am so far to the extreme of embracing risk. My dad is the exact (laughs) opposite, right? So if he's going to build something next to the water, it's not just going to be a steel structure. It's going to have rebar that runs 136 feet into the ground. And that's what attaches the roof to the structure, right? So (laughs) it's not just going to be hurricane proof. 
it's going to be the hurricane proof kind of sort of thing, right? <laughs> there's and, a uh, fucking helicopter shot. Everything else <laughs> is destroyed. And there's yeah. Martin household. There's my dad. Hey, your dad's out in the fucking you know backboard sipping my ties <laughs> <laughs> with his power on. <laughs> you know what? Well, I told I get you. It. I, I told them and nobody <laughs> listened to me. And here we are. No, I get it. Okay. I get it because I lived through two hurricanes. Okay. Yeah. I lived through two. And Ray, you and my dad would get along so well. Y'all are both ornery as hell, very risk averse. And uh, y'all, y'all I'm just seeing really hit it off. <laughs> I'm just seeing Papa Martin being out there, sipping his Mai Tai, saying, like, Motherfuckers, this cat five's got nine lives, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, that's uh, that's just uh, what. Uh, yeah, at least he knows because you see, stupid or foolish would be if uh, Papa Martin uh, put up a, a quaint uh, little wooden plantation shack out there in Navarra beach and you know, the next big one rolls in and everything's flat. That would be foolish. I mean, because basically that happened to us here in Hawaii. A lot of wooden shacks, nice plantation shacks were all sent skyward into the neighbor's property. (laughs) Ryan, you, you live in an area that's not necessarily uh, unprone yeah. to severe weather. What do you have tornado fears of where you are? Because I know well, you, yeah, you so, probably live in an area where you've actually seen a tornado, like chooching yeah. through the neighborhood kind of thing. Well, about a month ago, there was one 15 miles from my house, and some people yeah. unfortunately did not make it through that. So that was not oh, good. Rest in peace. That's terrible. Oh, um, but yeah, that actually changed our our mind a bit about our plan because of what happened about a month ago. Uh, We were going to do just concrete walls on the interior part of our, basically they they always say, you know, the most middle interior part of the home. If you don't have a basement, we were going to do concrete walls on our walk-in closet. So that way at least something there would be structure. But after that happened, we saw that, I don't know, probably going underground was a better situation. So I think we are going to dig um, a foundation, not not a foundation, but just a, a spot to put essentially a little storm shelter underground. It just has a hatch awesome. on it. And that's what we're going to do. And Kelsey actually didn't mind that idea because she wanted a root cellar. So she's like, that'll work for me. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, she wanted, yeah, she wants a root cellar and she wants a, uh, an escape room just in case the the bad one you know shows up uh smart smart i mean then again if i were in Hell tornado yeah. alley i personally would have my entire living area underground and not above ground yeah okay Can- that's why we have a lot of basements i mean you know that's going to be one change for me. I really, I grew up with basements, obviously in Minnesota too. And I really like being in the basement here. It's where I go hang out at night and it's just my cave. It's dark down there. I just sit with my TV and you know, you're just, you can't see anything because there there's no you. windows really. And mm-hmm. so that it will be something different for me for sure. I, I do like that, but it just got to the point of cost wise. And especially with a large structure, like we're doing, 
just so much easier to do a, a different situation for the storm shelter and the rest of it's just slab. So, yeah. Uh, I believe we had Moscow mules in your basement. Am I recalling that correctly? In a we copper did. cup. In a copper cup. Oh. We were Matt not came deterring... here in January, and he he almost died because of how cold it was. It was horrific. <laughs> Boys, listen. Yeah, you had to you had to salt Matt. I get it. You had to saw him out. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was less than zero degrees. Like. And the sun was out. That was what the, the most bizarre thing to me was, you know, you you're you're in the in the lobby downstairs, and you're like, oh man, it looks all right out here. I'm gonna step out. So what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> painfully cold. It was it was the most deceiving experience with cold I think I've ever had because it was beautiful outside, aside from the fact that it was less. Than I will zero. never, I'll never forget that, Matt, because. I there's two distinct things that I remember of it. One is you walking down, you just got out of the airport doors and you're like walking to my car and I can see you just like motherfucker. Like, this is like, you know, crazy. And then you get in and then later on we you when we were at my house you were like, yeah. I just have one question. Why is the snow not melting? And I was like, because <laughs> it will stay here until like the spring and you're like, I don't understand this concept. And we were driving into that, go to that bar, and you're like, "Are these road conditions safe for you to be driving like this?" It seems like <laughs> what a I'm like, what yeah. a pussy, what a pussy, <laughs> it's for real. Uh. Look, I it never occurred to me that the temperature does not exist above freezing for extended periods for months at a time, so the snow never melts. Months. Yeah, yeah. You got we get snow here, right? We get, you know, I get a snow. I get four inches of snow here, and twenty four to forty eight hours later, it's gone, and you don't see it again until the next snow event. I go up there, and there's there's mountains. I live in the mountains. There's mountains of snow along the side of the road, and you're looking at it, and you're like, that's not the structure of a hill. That's literally just a giant pile of snow. The fuck's it doing there? Like, why is that there? When when is it gonna melt? You're like, no, no, no. It's not gonna melt until the spring. I'm like, that <laughs> that's not that's not fair. That's that's disgusting. Why would you subject yourself to that? I think you're crazy. I wouldn't do it. Get the, get Ray's the right though. It's it, it's good in some ways. It's very good in some ways. He knows when you don't have winter what will happen. Hey, yeah. because I've got winter. Me, I have oh, winter. Fuck your winter. Well, I've the, got get winter. What you don't, you, if you're going three months without being above freezing for more than hours at a time, that's not, that's not winter. That's the fucking Arctic. You're in the tundra at that point. <laughs> you might as well be in Siberia. Yeah. The well, Eskimos, I mean, the Inuit would like to. Do you even need a fucking ahead. refrigerator at that point? Can you? I mean, no, sometimes we do. You put your meat outside year round. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's the could. best part is you. Stick a fucking buy your beer, beer, sit it outside. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, great. Just imagine you guys. I mean, you like crush your beer can into the you know into the snow and just let it refrigerate in there. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's uh, I could see that. And and for me, I would just uh, oh, let that state refrigerate in the snow. No big deal. I mean, that's. On the other hand, yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, because for me, 
the rear D is uh, if the sun is out and I'm not dying, okay? If the sun's out and I'm not dying, I mean, those days here in Hawaii come around maybe a handful of times per year and maybe not at all. This year, by the way, was not one of those years. I didn't have a 50-degree day here. I didn't. Wait, <laughs> that was I didn't get that low, is what you're saying? No, a 50-degree high. Oh, let's see this. All-time lowest temperature. In, in Honolulu, yeah. In Honolulu. I got to see this. This is going to be so so stupid. RK and I are going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, RK, are you ready for this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 52 degrees is the all-time lowest temperature in Honolulu, <laughs> January 20th, 1969. I think that's okay. socially acceptable. <clears throat> I approve of that temperature. I think that's phenomenal. Who would well, want to live at anything less than that? Well, here's the, here's the funny thing is that at at 52 degrees or even at 55, people here think it's an, it's the end of the world. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Okay? I'm sure. No. Yeah. There's probably Me, like they're probably what? breaking news. Like it's probably literally they're cutting into the news to do the fucking weather. Like, all right, guys, no, yeah, this is serious. Okay, you gotta put a fuck. You gotta you put know, a fucking hoodie on right now, or shit's gonna get real. <laughs> okay, because for me, you know what? Guess what? I'm gonna be the asshole that's walking around in my shirt sleeves. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be walking okay. around because because by the way, uh. It was in the 50s in the daytime in, what was that, in Louisville and in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. I never wore a jacket. Never. It's because you're, you're a baller. <laughs> now, listen, I've, I've just been informed. <laughs> I've been informed by our illustrious uh, producer. I'm getting a note here. Uh, uh-huh. The all-time lowest temperature at the Des Moines International Airport was... Negative 26 degrees Fahrenheit on February 3rd, 1996. That's the temperature, not the wind chill. The temperature. that. (laughs) I think it was two years ago. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Two years ago or so. I think think it was negative with the wind, negative 48 or so in January. And I went outside (laughs) and I was like, "Eh, it doesn't feel that much different than Matt Martin. The low, the coldest temperature in Knoxville, Tennessee, ever recorded, January twenty first, nineteen eighty five, negative twenty four Fahrenheit in Knoxville. I would. You live in Canada. If it occurs soon, you. if it occurs soon, <laughs> I'll go play in the middle of I forty. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I will army crawl from one end of I forty to the other, and uh, may the best man win. And I'll tell you right now, those trucks are a hell of a lot bigger than I. Well, Matt, I was going to say that you could go visit your parents, but I saw that Sean said in the chat that uh, Navarre is the Canada of the South. So, it is, it is, okay, Navarre, Navarre is, is an area that still experiences four seasons for Florida, right? You know, it's it's up there near near Alabama kind of sort of deal, and it's probably one of the few places in Florida left where you can buy land and still be on the coast, right? And uh, real close to, to Pensacola near the, uh, uh, what is it, Eglin Air Force Base is out there and stuff. So uh, that that kind of area. But I, I totally would. Let me tell you right now, I would 
I think they have four days a year at 32 degrees. Uh, so they do experience dormancy when it, when it goes into grass. But, um, I mean, four days a year, I can tolerate that. I can get by. Minus 24 degrees, you can go to hell. I would rather, I would, I would rather be sat on fire than have to hang out in minus 24 degree weather. It doesn't, it's not that, I mean, you just get bundled up for it and you don't feel it really. No, I do feel it. I feel it in every joint, every, every bone, every muscle I have. Matt, I'm telling you, Brian, I feel it. No, you might not, 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 not this year. You might not. Go sign my bullshit, Ray. (laughs) No, no, you might not because here's what I've noticed. you know, this past, you know, quote unquote winter, the cold bothers me even less now. Yeah, it bothers me even less. I mean, uh, however, uh, what I'm having a problem with is that 80 degrees is now too hot for me. <laughs> Definitely too hot for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, let's wrap this up. Let's head to the show after the show. Ryan, thank you for coming on. For For those of you that want to show some support to Ryan, go check out Lawn Supply Company. We have worked on this for a long time. This is a completely novel chelation method that's going to be effective uh, uh, at low pH soils, of course, because it's readily soluble, and as well as high pH soils. Again, uh, Reed will be throwing up some pictures soon that I sent him that didn't quite make it onto the website, but demonstrating that at a pH of 11.92 for 24 hours still remained in perfect solubility. Uh, Again, novel chelation method, novel iron product in a soluble powder. You get two one pound packages uh, for a a delivered price of like 34.99 or something. And, uh, and that, that of course supports Ryan and, uh, and also supports uh, us at at Bernovo, of course, too. Um, Demay, uh, 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 Ray, uh, get us get us off of here, and then Ryan, I want you to have the final thoughts. Yeah. Oh, I just want to say thanks for coming on. I, like I said, it's uh, it, it, this this is one of my favorite ones because it's uh, everybody is a good friend, and so it's always fun to chat. And I personally cannot fucking wait this after show because let me tell you what i am here for no other reason this week than to turn everybody's anxiety level up to an 11 very quickly and keep it there for (laughs) an extended period of time so it will be a great time i can't wait if you want to be a part of that and if you do enjoy adult language rough talk all those sorts of things go ahead and click the join button down below or better yet Go to www.patreon.com forward slash burn of a turn and go ahead and check us out. Price of an airport beer is going up. We have not risen with inflation the same way that everything else has, gentlemen. We have stayed flat and true to our people, our people, right? And we're not uh, we're not out there committing genocide like some people. So, Ray, go ahead and take us out with us. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's just been a great pleasure as, as always to... Uh, chat with you and uh i know that you have a fantastic uh singing voice <laughs> oh but, uh, ooh, yeah. can we, come yeah. on l- l- listen 
can we can we can we get like twenty four bars to take us out? Like just you know, like <laughs> just an outro. Ryan, this is not All we me want doing this. This is not just me an doing outro. It. Yeah, All we want is an you've, outro. You've conned <laughs> Ray into it now. Listen, no, you know, no, hey, hey, I mean, sorry, Ryan, but. Because I w- had all of my senses that night, uh, I know you have the voice of an angel. Oh, okay? thank you. I think you, that's good. wow. You have the voice of an angel. I mean, that's uh, that's just my impression of it. And no, I I only had uh, two nips of larceny, so I wasn't out of it that <laughs> night. So I know <laughs> Matt wasn't either. <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, <laughs> yeah, the previous night yeah. i was not good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no well, i that, just want to thank when... you guys as well and mm-hmm. and you know thank you for having me on the one thing i wanted to say as today at the end of this is that rd and i are going to be starting a turf cast live once a month and so if you're interested in that yeah. you can check out my <laughs> youtube channel over there and get some more details on joining <laughs> to be a member so you can be a part of that. So I just started that today. I thought I would mention that here at the end. But thank you guys very much. I appreciate you Let me on. I'll thank you for all the support, everybody who purchased something this evening. And uh, I really appreciate that. So, Love you, Ryan. I love you too. Oh, <laughs>